Welcome to Let's Jam, the arts in medicine. In this series, we feature artists and educators in healthcare who have made a connection between what inspires them to listen and communicate with creativity and compassion. In this session, we speak with Robert Cochran, a PhD student at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, who works in the Integrated Health Sciences Department. Robert is studying the effect of improvisation on Parkinson's disease. Using improv exercises, Robert shows us how the collaborative practice of improv can help increase socialization in the Parkinson's community, decrease depression, and reshape the thought process of those affected by the disease. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Robert. Thank you, Val. I really appreciate that. Hey, it is great to see everyone here tonight. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put up the PowerPoint to get us started so we can uh, have a little direction for where we're headed. And as Val said, this is going to be interactive. So please have your fingers ready to type and uh, be ready to, to move and respond as, uh, as needed. Now, you'll see right away the name of the program is Yes and Exercise, uh, Y-A-X for short. You see the little yaks down there in the corner. They're laughing. They're smiling. They're having a good time. That's very intentional. Uh, this is an exercise and it is fun and that's hopefully going to make it something that makes you want to keep doing it and get all the benefits you can from it because frankly what we feel is it's funny how much this can help that's what we want you to take away from yes and exercise I am a PhD student at UNLV entering my third year and this is the focus of my studies is the effect of improvisation on Parkinson's disease uh, why Parkinson's uh, my dad has been diagnosed for 20 years and so throughout his journey. I've been trying to find modalities and ways to help improve his quality of life. And we really stumbled upon improvisation and being something that I've been doing for 25 years myself, but uh, something that uh, added some first philosophical uh, benefit to him. And then we started seeing some research done. So we decided to dive in from there. So looking at our program here, uh, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to define and explore what improvisation is. We're going to demonstrate some games. We'll break out and play some games. And then we'll come back together to discuss what we learned and experienced, okay? Now, I want you throughout the evening to go ahead and use the chat box. In fact, go ahead and do that right now. Type anything at all you like in the chat box. There's no right, there's no wrong. Just go ahead and type something in the chat box that lets us know, hey, I see the chat box and I am using it. Okay, let's see what's, up, what's coming up in our chat box. People are saying, glad to see me. Well, that's nice. Hello. Yaks lives. Hello. Welcome. These are very good things. So looking forward to the yaks. Look forward no further. Just be here. We're here. That's great. Okay. So that's great. Yeah. Our, our chat is working. You all are working. And here's one thing to make sure that you're working at your top level. We want to get going. We want to get moving. So everybody, you don't have to dance, but you do have to move. We go ahead and we do that. We put that music in there to bring us all together. We need permission sometimes to have fun. And that's one way we give ourselves permission to do so. All right, so here's what we want to do. Take a look at this list right now. Whole bunch of words and phrases. If one of those words or phrases speaks to you, just in any way you're like, that's interesting. Go ahead and write it in the chat box. Just write it in the chat box. If any of those you're like, huh, that's kind of interesting. What is that thing? These are what we call power phrases. Oh, I see they're, they're pouring in now. Auga, follow the fear, joy, great. These are words and phrases we use in improv throughout. And if it's speaking to you right now, that means there's something in there. 
Listening is loving. That's beautiful. Pour gas on it. Today's the day. Trust the unknown. Keep that phrase or that word in the back of your mind as we play today, because this is the type of thing that can grow your, your idea. This is how we exercise these phrases. Um, beautiful. I love everything you're typing in. Everyone's doing a great job on that. Let's make sure we continue to be interactive and play together. So what is improv? There's, you know, a standard thought of it being something that people tell jokes uh, it is something that people perhaps uh, can only do on whose line is it anyway. You have to be uh, the wit of a Wayne Brady uh, or, you know, a Robin Williams or something. But um, there's actually a broader definition. The improv you may have seen from maybe stand-up comedy as, you know, a night at the improv, or you may have seen uh, from whose line is it anyway. That's not the same improv we're talking about here. Here's the thing to know, improv is in incredibly malleable. It can become what we need it to become, and that's one of the things that makes it very powerful. So the definition we're gonna work from tonight is unplanned collaborative response. I really like that unplanned collaborative response. It is short, it's simple, and it speaks to uh, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Uh, because the, the idea, first of all, of it being unplanned means you actually have to be in the moment. You have to be listening. And that's one of the key skill sets we're gonna be working on. It being collaborative hopefully lifts that energy off of you or that fear off of you to say, oh my gosh, do I have to say or do something funny? Absolutely not. And it's a response. It just, it happens because you're reacting to something internal, external, and you can respond verbally. You can respond with your body. There's all sorts of ways to respond, okay? So improv really cuts across uh, large swaths. Now. You heard me say before, no jokes. That's key actually to improvisation. Even though this often ends up being funny, and it really does, it's because the truth is in, in comedy, that, that, that's what it is. If we are acting and reacting as ourselves, we're going to do things that make each other laugh because the whole human condition can be pretty silly at times. And when we have that trust with each other to go ahead and laugh at things, we release, we become uh, more connected and we open ourselves up to creative thinking. All right. So we mentioned listening and responding in a manner that demonstrates you're supporting the partner, not just listening and catching key something here or there, but really bringing that person who said the first thing forward. We want them to feel great. Well, how do we do that? Well, we're gonna talk about that with the key word in just a moment. A concept with Parkinson's of, because, you know, why, why would improv work with Parkinson's? Well, exercise is well known to have a lot of benefits for Parkinson's. There was a study done by Jay Alberts uh, back in about 2007, where he looked at the effects of, of exercise and measured them uh, to the degree that if you exercise at a certain rate over a certain period of time, could reduce symptoms of Parkinson's by up to 35%. That is significant and meaningful and, and in huge ways for quality of life issues and it's wonderful so yes exercise works we know that in parkinson's extremely important uh the physiological physiological measures we talked about being able to help with your gait uh being able to have freedom and fluidity in your body those are great things but there's more to it in parkinson's too there's this thing called quality of life and that is really really important that, that, that gets kind of overshadowed sometimes. We don't think about quality of life uh, or it doesn't get the same uh, emphasis sometimes that the physiological measures do. And uh, that, that is a gap in uh, both the, the research and in the applicability for people living with Parkinson's or those affected by them, care partners. Now, here's the question, and this is another one for you. Uh, go ahead and type this one into the chat box. What is the best 
exercise for PD, for Parkinson's, okay? Uh, those of you who, who are, are out there doing it, go ahead and, and, and type in which one is the, one, the best one. Oh, we've got some ringers out there I can see already. <laughs> Well, a lot of people know uh, boxing is popular, that dance is popular, yoga is popular. Um, this is great. But the one message that you guys are all coming across, which just says uh, the right thing and where I was going to go with it, it's, it's the one you'll do. It's the one you want to do, right? Because by, by having that motivation, you're going to want to move forward. You're going to want to get the most out of it. You could, have, you could say that this exercise is the best one, but if you're doing it at 20% effort, you're not getting the most out of it. Now, as we head back here, we were talking about how exercise works and there's a real key to that. Let's get through that. Improv is already yours. What do I mean by that? I mean that you have this innately inside of you. You improvise all the time. Now, how well you improvise and how well you react and listen and are aware, those are things that can be trained up. You can, you can gain greater skill so that you can improvise better. All right. And not all Parkinson's issues are motor symptoms, as we know. There are many quality of life issues that need something different than what uh, traditional pills or surgeries or even traditional exercise do. We need something to uh, support things like anxiety, stress, isolation, depression, and uh, improv works in that regard. Okay. These are, these are things that by bringing people together and being in this mode specifically of play, we've seen increases. Uh, in, in those quality of life measures. Now, improv can also help increase self-confidence and self-efficacy, and the bottom line, it's fun. If you're having fun, it's the one you'll do. Now, again, it is an exercise, and it's grounded in these two simple words, which are built right into the title. There they are, yes and. That's it, you're gonna hear me say that over and over again, and that's part of who we are, part and parcel of who we are, really. What does yes mean? Operationally, yes is the acceptance of the situation. This is your foundation. So for people with Parkinson's, yes is accepting they have Parkinson's. Now, that might seem like a common thing. It's like, well, you got the diagnosis. It isn't always an A to B proposition, however. People can be diagnosed for years and still be so angry, regretful, spiteful about it that they might not accept it that day and might not put themselves in the proper mindset. So yes is an acceptance of getting you into a place that says this is the reality, this is the truth, and then we have the power word right here what you'll do with it. That's your power and is you taking control of that truth. If you don't accept the truth, you don't have the power to take control or influence it, okay? So yes, and we're gonna use that operationally throughout what we're doing here. Now, wait a minute, with all this positive talk, what's this epic fail? Well, I'm gonna tell you something funny, dirty little secret, improvisers fail a lot. And, and we're really proud of it, actually. We do this in front of people and uh, we, we think it's pretty great because when we fail, we, we say, ooh, something interesting happened, something new happened, what can I learn from that fun thing? And that really is, you know, where we go. Has anyone else experienced failure as a positive thing? I see some nods, you can put it in the chat if you've experienced uh, uh, that as a positive thing, put a, put a yes up there. Uh, just go ahead and throw that in the chat box right now. We have this saying, and you may have seen it in that opening power phrases right there, that we follow the failure. We also follow the fear and we follow the fun, or for short, we just say F it, right? That, that's the easy way to get about uh, doing that. Whatever's going on, the situation is, I'm feeling like a failure, yeah, and, or I'm feeling scared, yes, and, 
I'm feeling like I'm having fun. Oh, yes, and it's the same no matter what. Follow that thing, let it be true, and see where it leads you. Give it the space. Famous quote by favorite basketball coach of all time, John Wooden said, the failure isn't fatal, but failure to change might be. So that really speaks to why we do this, to stay loose, to stay fluid, to keep moving with the forces that are larger than ourselves and other people. Now, if I was doing this without any grounded foundational research to begin with, I'd really be out to sea. But I, I got fortunate that in 2016, came across this article by uh, Northwestern University in a second city, uh, where they looked at uh, people with Parkinson's, a group of 22, a small feasibility study, to see what quality of life measures they might be able to affect. Well, simply put, 100% of the people completed the study, anyone who's done uh, clinical studies know that that's not always the case. Uh, also, 100% would recommend the class to others with Parkinson's, another great mark, highly rated in satisfaction and perceived benefits, so people felt they were getting something good. And people even like the others found them to be funny. There's that self-efficacy thing. There's that thing where you, your power becomes the within the group, right? It's collaborative with other people. They laughed at something I said, not that I was telling a joke, but that I played within this scheme. I played well and they laughed, appreciated it. And that made them feel good that others thought they were funny. All right. There's related research by Dr. Charles Lim from UC San Francisco, and he's a neuroscientist. And what he did was he looked at jazz musicians, rappers, and improvisers, and he put them into an fMRI machine, functional magnetic resonating imaging. And uh, he went ahead and he saw these things when they were improvising in the brain. That if you look at the yellow area right up front right here, that's the medial prefrontal cortex, and that is associated with creativity and expression. This blue area is the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. It is uh, associated with self-inhibition and control. The yellow means there's blood flow in that area, meaning that area is being activated. That's what the fMRI picked up. These areas did not have blood flow. So while they were improvising, they're actively, uh, these brain uh, waves and brain scans and activity are taking place. So that's a positive for the neuroscience as it's building forward for why this works and how it works. Basically, they're in the zone, they're flowing. And in that moment of being present, they are able to collaborate greater because of better, better listening skills. Uh, they can connect with each other. They can find creative ways of bringing things together they wouldn't otherwise because they're open and new insights. Now, why does any of that matter? Well, PD often says no, right? That it can be perceived that way, Parkinson's, can be something that's like, well, today I just, I, I, I'm stiff, I can't walk. Or today I can't seem to find the words. Today I don't know why numbers don't work in my head, all right? This all happens within Parkinson's. Today I just feel emotionally wrecked, I can't go. Well, improv reminds you of yes and. So there's that foundation of just to take that acceptance of, maybe this thing's a block, I'm gonna accept that, yes, and here's what I'm going to do to combat that, which allows you to discover and transform. If you, if you don't get to the place of acceptance, you can't get to your power. Remember how yes and works. So you can't discover what the new thing is and you won't be able to transform. This is where we go forward. We all have these buried gifts and often Parkinson's feels like it's robbing things from people with Parkinson's. The idea is to say, oh yeah, remember that you're actually a pretty great gardener. You know, you were actually a scratch golfer. Uh, you're actually a darn good singer. It's like, oh yeah, but that was something else. 
Was it or is it still you? And it's just a buried gift that perhaps we need the yes and back into your, your joy state. You can help others too by giving them gifts. And that's why the collaborative part of this is so important. When we support others along the way, we yes and them. They, they throw out a suggestion, we go ahead and yes and that, and all of a sudden we're building something. We created something seemingly out of nothing. The support is huge. Now, you might be thinking, but come on, improv for PD, really? Does that even work? Well, at some point someone said boxing for PD. And let's not forget that there's actual clinical evidence of, of you know, real brain damage being done by boxing. Now, the, the, the other side of it, why boxing worked and why Rocksteady was able to do what they did was they declared something. Oh, we're not actually hitting each other, all right? So they're boxing, they're using the skills, but differently than you're used to seeing them. Improvisation, we're not standing up telling jokes by ourselves. We're not playing that way. Okay, let's relax and move into this thing. It's a different way of using a common form. All right. We're gonna model Rocksteady Boxing as we grow this program because they have for now 15 years uh, grown into a behemoth in the Parkinson's uh, field across the world. Uh, it's collaborative, same as Rocksteady Boxing. We're gonna move together. That's very much what we do here. We're gonna use our voices to show our power. We absolutely do that together and we're going to laugh. These are all things that empower us to be better than what we are. So remember, yes and, I'm gonna keep harping on that as we come back to it right now. This is an exercise and I get better at it as I do it more. So it's just like the gym, right? You go and pick up that weight one time and do a curl. It's not like I'm buff for life. I mean, we all wish, but that's not how it goes. We need to return to the exercise and we keep going back to become stronger. Same thing. And the key is you'll do it more often if you're having fun doing it. That makes pretty simple sense. It's also something that care partners, even, even medical providers can play along too. So this is a yes and opportunity from a community standpoint to grow communication throughout. Now we're almost ready to start playing some games. I just wanna go over some final notes here about addressing the gap within the Parkinson's field, why this is important. We know that isolation is a key problem for people with Parkinson's because of shame, because of stigma, because of transportation issues. Well, that was severely inflamed by COVID. So you know, access and transportation to skills, even in the best of times, is not always there for people with Parkinson's. So we wanna reach forward. There's also been reports of unsatisfactory uh, support group. Um, so, you know, if a support group turns out to be, and they're not all like this certainly, but if it does turn out to be something that's more of a complaint fest and uh, a sharing on kind of a, uh, you know, more, negative uh, vibe, that's not gonna be something people are gonna have fun at, so they're probably not gonna return. Even if the information was valuable, it's like, yeah, at some point that got to be a drag. Online improvisation, online improv can help with all of these things. Now, by the way, online improv, if you had said that before COVID, um, uh, we longtime improvisers with decades of experience would have said, you're nuts. I mean, so funny that a group of people who live by yes and would have said no but right away to online improv and many continued to do so. However, it showed uh, us the opportunity and that's where this program, uh, which was slated for live workshops, ended up growing. We found that people were needing something because they couldn't get to their groups and we were able to deliver in a way that, that satisfied uh, in a much more dynamic way and, and uh, gave people opportunity to join in from all around the US and even parts of the UK, which is really fun. 
So what do you need? This is another fun thing because boy, sometimes you need equipment, you need gear, you need all that stuff. Well, YAX does not require special equipment, a special facility, or previous training. Nope, none of that stuff. You don't even need to have any particular skill. You could say, well, I'm not funny, so I, I'm not an improviser. So you're you, and that, that means you come fully equipped. And if you're here, you're ready to play. YAX does require this. You have to say yes and, okay? That's really key. So I wanna play and I wanna take a look at how we're going to play in these breakout groups, okay? We're gonna have fun. We're gonna say yes and, and here are the, the games we're gonna play. We're gonna do a quick demo, just so that we understand what these games are when we get in there. We already saw and played what's not wrong with your life. Let's play a quick round of Switch Mirror. So I'm gonna stop share here real quick and we all come back to the main screen. And here's what's gonna happen in Switch Mirror. I'm going to start by moving and I want all of you to mirror me, make the same movements. At some point, I'm gonna yell switch. Some of you, none of us know who, are going to decide to become leaders at that point. Some of you are going to choose to follow. You're gonna follow someone else. Every time I call switch, you follow someone else. And you decide to become a leader, decide to become a follower, go back and forth. So let's begin. My tip for all of you, especially those who are leading, are go slower than you think you need to. It's hard to follow someone who's zipping across the screen, especially with bandwidth being limited. So if we're going slow, let's all follow this. So can everybody do this for me? Actually, no, I've got everybody kind of tuning up. Beautiful, beautiful. I've got your hand up. Great. All right. Keep going now. Stay with me. Nice and slow. Good. And if you feel like you're voguing, you're doing it right. Okay. And switch. 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 And time. All right, give yourselves a round of applause. Good, good. That you can take something from this, and these games are so simple, and they can absolutely reset you. If there's an argument, if there's a frustration, if there's a block, playing a little bit of this, laughing, reconnecting, can immediately bring you to that space. And I, I want to send out a big I like to everyone uh, who led in the rooms uh, because there are players who have had some experience, and you know they they didn't they didn't get uh, the, the typical even uh, prep that we talked about. We were supposed to get together at four today, but guess what? Uh, life intervened and it, it wasn't able to happen. So they showed up and they did what they do. And every single one of them was great bouncing around from room to room, seeing how you guys led and played together and quickly became an ensemble. I saw the laughter and the trust happening in those rooms. It's incredible when you lean into it, what that can do for you. I know we're at time, technically, uh, we're at 6.33. So I don't know, Val or Mika, if there's anything we need to do. Um, let me, I, I guess I'll put up a closing slide just if anybody does have to leave, um, just so that you can see my, uh, my web address and that, that's where you can get my email as well. I'd love to, uh, to talk more to you about this program and to see about bringing it to you wherever you are or having you join uh, wherever we are. So there it is.